Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just praise and thank him for all what he's doing. Thank God for bringing you all here today because it's not an accident that you're here. Praise God. I thank you uh, for the wonderful party we had yesterday. Some of them uh, must be still hung over. They didn't show up. <laughs> no. We was drunk in the spirit. <laughs> Praise God. And I thank all of you. It's a wonderful. We made a wonderful day for for us. I thank you. I'd like to thank Yvonne and Brother Joe for coming all the way down here for Clifford sneaking them across the line. <clears throat> we didn't know they were here until they came out. Uh, Sister Yvonne, anyway. And we're gonna have a. Well, we're just going to have a good time in the Lord today. And the important thing is Jesus Christ. We can have fun and we can go through trials and all kinds of things can happen. But as long as we stay focused upon Jesus and his word, it's a lamp onto our feet. And I praise him. The Bible says that he is the Alpha and Omega. That means he's the beginning and he's the end. And that only the Lord knows the beginning and he knows the end of every one of our lives. And as long as we keep our trust in him, we can't go wrong. And sometimes it looks and feels like, well, maybe I don't know what's happening. Maybe things are kind of out of control. But I still want you to know God is the Alpha and Omega. Is the beginning and the end of your life. It's only God in His, in, in all His wisdom and knowledge and foresight that can see the finished product in your life. And as long as you trust Him, He'll make something out of you. The Bible says in Isaiah 64, 8, But now, O Lord, Thou art the Father, we are the clay, and Thou art the potter, and we all are the work of your hands. We're all the work of God's hands. We're, we're, the, we're clay in, in God's hands. And you know the potter is the one that takes the clay and slaps it on the table. And all it is, and not all it is to everybody else is just a chunk of clay. That's how you and I came to the Lord. We're just an old chunk of clay. And all our lives the devil says you're no good, you're this, you're that. And most of us were just lifted out of the miry clay of this world. He took the miry clay and he, he put it upon a table the day you got saved. And the Lord looked at that clay and he says, I can make something out of that clay. And everybody's around you looking at you and saying, well, well who does he think he is? What is he doing going to church? Well, I just gave my life to the Lord. I just throwed myself to the Lord and he, you know, he called me, first of all. He's got a plan for my life. I don't know what the plan is, but I trust him. And the word of God says he's going to make something out of you. He doesn't look at you for what you are, I've been telling you all these years, but what you're going to be. 
He didn't look at you in your sin and condemn you in your sin, but he lifted you out of that because he says, I can take this person here and I can make something out of him. I want to mold and make this person. And as long as you allow God and recognize him that he's the potter and you're just the clay. Say, Lord, if you can use me, if you can, if you can take nothing, here I am. And the miraculous miracle about being born again and saved and giving your life to the Lord is that he takes nothing and he makes something out of it. And as long as you're in the will of God, he begins molding you and shaping you. And and it's like a potter taking that clay and it's spinning and he starts forming it. That's what he does when he calls you. He starts forming your life. You have worth now. You have something to look forward to. God is not finished with me yet. How many can say that? Amen. God is not finished with me yet. He's going to use me one of these days for his honor and his glory. And so he takes that piece of clay, that person, and he puts it on the table and he starts working at it. First thing he does is he makes a nice vessel. Looks at that vessel. And then for a time, he takes that, that potter takes that vessel and he sets it on a shelf. There's a curing process, you understand. First get saved, you need to sit on a shelf for a while. You need to sit and listen. You need to sit and watch. You need to sit and observe. You're not ready yet to be a devil chaser, foot stomper, you know, evangelist, whatever you think you are. You're going to be, you're sitting with all these wonderful ideas. But there's a time that you just sit on a shelf and wait. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The potter has a plan for you. But don't interfere with the potter. Don't say, say, well, I want to do this. I think I'm ready for that. I want to go, go just sit there and be quiet. Just listen. Get your ears up. You're not ready. When you're ready, he'll let you know. Now, every once in a while, he goes and looks at that old clay. You see, his, his, his intent for that vessel, that piece of clay, is he's going to use it one day, but not yet. Every once in a while, he takes a piece of straw or a, piece, a stick, and he goes over there and pokes on it. Oh, it's, it's getting a little bit harder now. And pretty soon, he takes it, and he puts it in the fire. Now, I tell people all the time, you know, when you first get saved, the Lord shaped you, he, he cleans you up, and he makes, a, makes you something, then he puts you on a shelf, and, and then, oh, you're so happy to be saved, and praise God, you know, I thank God that I'm saved, and it's good, and all that kind of stuff. Pretty soon, he's going to allow you to go through a little bit of fire. A little bit of fire, you know, it, it cures you, it tests you. So he allows them, he puts them in the oven a little bit. Let's turn up the heat on this little vessel here just to see if he's serious about serving me. Huh? We'll just allow a little bit of heat to come his way. <laughs> Coming into the church already. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> A little bit of fire, the Lord's allowing a little bit of fire to come your way to, to fire and test you and to harden that old clay, get you hardened to the things of the devil, you understand. After all those things just start bouncing off, the Lord is allowed, oh, he wants to give you more than you can handle. 
Temptation trials is never designed to, to, to let the devil overcome you. They're to, designed to harden you, to make you useful for the Lord. And he allows every one of us to go through a little fire. Amen? You with me? Here's the potter, remember. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing this, Lord God. I trust you. I still trust you. It's going to wonder. He's going to keep looking at you to see if you're going to keep trusting him. Or are you going to whine and whine and cry and blame God for every kind of a thing? That's what the devil wants you to do. And but when he's trying and testing you, and I tell you young ones right away, I don't mess around with you. I don't give you a watered down sermon. I say one of these days, the trial of your life is going to come. You're going to have, you're going to, you're going to feel like you can win the world. And the next day, it just comes on you and the trial of your life comes. You don't understand. You don't even feel saved. You don't feel like going to church. You're growling at your husband, your wife, whatever. You, you just don't understand what I'm going through. Them are the times when God wants to know if you're going to still trust Him. And if you still trust Him in that circumstance, He brings you through. Then He gives you another something. He takes you out of that fire, that situation there, puts you back on a shelf and looks at you. And, hmm. You see, because that vessel can't hold water yet. Water is the Word of God. He wants to know in times of testing and trials now, can that vessel hold water? See, His intent for you is you're going to be used as a vessel but not yet. And he pours the water into you, the pastor, the TV, evangelist, whoever it is, pour a little water into you. You're reading your word and the water. You know, if you pour it into a vessel that's really not ready yet to be used of God, you pour it in there. And you can try this. You pour it in a vessel of clay and let it set. It'll leak through. That vessel will become soft again and leak through. The process is not finished yet. The vessel is not ready. Can't hold water. Not ready to fight the enemy. Not ready to go forward. Can't hold water yet. He's hearing it. He's a baby and all these kind of things. Not ready to jump off the shelf. Not ready to go yet. The Lord is the potter. He knows when each one of you are ready to be used as a vessel of honor. So, as we see in the book of Acts in the ninth chapter when he called Saul, huh? The ninth chapter, let me share just a quick one. In the ninth chapter and thirteenth verse, then Ananias answered the Lord, I have heard of many of this man. They're talking about Saul, the Christian killer. The one who persecuted them, if you read that whole chapter. I heard of many of this man, how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said, huh? he's reminding them who is the potter here. Who is the one that does the calling? And he says to Ananias, But the Lord has said, Go thy way, for he is a chosen 
vessel. He calls Paul a vessel. He's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. They looked at Saul or Saul as a Christian killer. They couldn't believe that he could be changed and made into something as a vessel of honor to God. But God says, I'm the potter. I know the beginning and the end. When God calls you, you're a vessel of clay, but he knows the finished product. People will look at you and say, who does he think he is? Who does she think he is? She is. And the Lord says, I've called them because one day they're going to be a vessel of honor unto me. He sees the finished product of every one of your lives. And so you go back to that vessel that's sitting on a shelf. You grow in the Lord and you, you, you're faithful in the Lord and you go through some trials, some fiery trials and all these kind of things. And, and after a while, he says, and then he settles you. And pretty soon he looks at you and he goes and looks at that vessel, checks it. It's hardened. It's, it's forming. If any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things pass away and all things become new. Truly, he's cleansed himself of his old ways, his old habits, and all these kind of things. I think he's ready. And the potter takes that vessel out there and sets it on the table, and then he puts the final gloss onto it. He anoints that vessel with the Holy Ghost in fire. He says, go in all the world and let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and they'll glorify God. Now, with that final coat... Vessel that becomes hardened and shiny and letting his light shine. He fills that vessel with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now that vessel can hold water. That vessel can be used of God. That vessel can be an honor to God. A vessel of honor is what God intends for every one of us to become. Now he can take that vessel full of the water of God, the word of God, and you can go into all the world and just pour his word out on people you're ready to be used people God intends every one of us to be vessels of honor he takes an old chunk of clay I love this part I just love seeing God work in all of our lives who were we one day huh I was just an old chunk of coal but I'm going to be a diamond one day Johnny Cash sings Amen. As this old chunk goes, this rotten, filthy, as a filthy rag, Michael says. God showed me it was as a filthy rag, but he can take him and cleanse him. All of us, you are somebody in the Lord. But you have to keep your trust in the Lord's hands. You have to know that he can do something for you that you don't. You can never dream. And you'll look at yourself one day and say, oh, I don't hardly recognize myself. I can't believe I used to be there and used to do that. Thank God for delivering me, set me free. And what he's done for me, he can do for you. You're going to be somewhere testifying, preaching. I don't know what he's going to make out of you. He Only he knows is the alpha and omega of your life. But I know for sure he never calls anybody without purpose. 
All of us have purpose in the kingdom of God. In the body of Christ, every member supplies. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody can do something. God has, uh, God has a plan for you. He, he, you know, you don't, don't even know the people in this church. I'm, I've experienced it over the years. He sat there and he looked at them and he wondered, who, where did they come from? They, they just come in here with puppy eyes and they're sitting here. All of a sudden, God starts bringing the talents out of them. He's seen that they had all these things. And Bruce said, oh, my goodness, I didn't know where they had. The talents and all the gifts are in the house, you understand. And everything that we have need here, it's here already. God is already planning and putting it in here. And he has, you know, he has every every instrument that he needs in here already. We shouldn't have to call over there and call over there. Can you come? It's in the house already. God has talents and purpose for everybody in here. You can do things you don't even know you can do. Amen? So God is the potter and we're the clay. But thou, now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou and our potter, and we will all are the work of your hands. All of us are the work of his hands. He molds us and makes us, you understand. As long as you allow him to do it, he'll never force you to become a vessel. He'll never force you. But if you abide in him and you abide, he abides in you, You'll bring forth fruit. You'll be a, you'll be a vessel of honor used of God. He sees the finished product. He's not finished with anybody. He's not finished with me. There's always room to grow. There's always room to be, uh, better at what you're doing as long as you strive and act out your faith. Step out in faith and let God use your life. You'll be amazed at what He can do. And you'll have testimony. Without a test, there is no testimony, people. You can't sit back and say, oh, I don't want things to happen to me. I'm afraid this is going to happen. No, you got to expect tests and trials and testings come. But out of the test of life come testimonies. He doesn't allow you to go through them to be defeated. But he promises to be with you and I'll bring you through the other side. And when you get the other side of this test, you'll be stronger because of it. And you'll grow because of it. How many have ever grown because they went through something? I'm telling you, that's the only way you can grow. It's the only way you can grow. You're never, you're never going to grow sitting on a shelf, sitting on the back pew, sitting back and just watching everybody. You have to get out there. Okay, Lord, here am I. Could you just go ahead and use me once today? He'll use you. If you volunteer, he'll use you. He's looking for somebody. Listen, all volunteer army. That God has created in this world. All volunteer. He's not looking for somebody that don't want to go and fight. Don't want to go and do this. Don't. He's looking for somebody to say, here I am. Instead of saying, oh, they'll do it. They'll take care of it. I, I don't need to show up. Uh, they'll be there. They'll take care. They'll take it for granted. No, he's looking for an all volunteer. He's looking for somebody to say, I do to the Lord. You're here because God has called you. And he wants to use your life and you're going to be amazed at what he can do for you. He'll change you. And one day he'll make you that vessel of honor. That's what it means to be a light. A light shining on a hill, he said, can't be hid. Lights have purpose. A light, you turn on the gym lights here at night, they expel darkness. We all have to be lights where we live, where we work, where we play. Wherever we go, we have to be lights because we're living in a dark world.
And we turn people from darkness to light by carrying Jesus Christ with us wherever we go. It's impossible to cast darkness out with darkness. You come out of the world into a new light. And he says, let your light so shine. So you take the light that you've been given because the Lord has molded and making you and he wants to send you into dark places. Scary places sometimes. But you got to know God is with me. God has called me. God sent me. What are you doing here? God sent me here. Isn't that wonderful to know? Oh, God. Who, 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 who called you here? God. <laughs> Case closed. Devils have to flee because God sent you. Your uncle didn't send you. Your church didn't send you. Huh? Your pastor didn't send you. God called you. Who do you come? Who, who, who you come to bother us before our time? Huh? They looked at the prophets of old and said, who, who, who troubles us? Are you come to, what you, they were scared of the prophets of God because they come into, come into the city. Oh, I wonder what he's going to do now. He's a spokesman for God. That's who God sent him here to tell you something. And so all of us are spokesmen for the Lord. Vessels. Look what God did for Paul. Go thy way, for I have chosen him to be a vessel unto me. That's all we are as vessels. To be used by God. If you're willing, if you're willing and obedient, the Lord will use you. And you'll never regret being used by God and working for God. I never regret all these years. I'd rather be here today than in the best jail in town. Best bar in town. Best high. Whatever they have out there is not good, better than what I've been doing all these years. And it don't wear off and it don't get tiring. I mean, this is not religion I'm talking about. You get tired of bending down. You get tired of... We got to do this. No, no, this is not religion. I don't get bored and tired with the Holy Spirit because it's just ongoing. It's just a refreshing. It's just a, like fresh rain. Every time a fresh rain comes, you just thank the Lord for it because it never gets old. It's walking with Jesus Christ. And he just keeps filling this vessel. Whenever my cup runneth down, he fills it up again. Because how can you pour out something on people if you allow your vessel to go dry? So once in a while, I need to get prayed for. I need to pray. I need to read my Bible. I need to get filled with the Spirit again because somebody around here, whether they want to admit it or not, needs a little water poured on them. Huh? Water is the Word of God. And the woman at the well said, and Jesus said to her, if you drink this water in this well here, you're going to thirst again. But if you drink the water I give you, you'll never thirst again. And she said, Lord, give me that water that I never thirst. And he started talking to her. He started giving it to her. He started preaching to her. You know that man you're with? Yeah. <clears throat> That's not your husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well. well, you've had five of them now, and this one's not yours either. <laughs> Sometimes we don't like the water <laughs> what we hear but he was designed to let her know that he knew everything about her then she ran oh god ooh, ooh. she ran to come and see a man that told me all things huh? 
The Lord knows everything about us. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He didn't tell her that so he can condemn her. He told her that so that she could be delivered of her problem. And that he could use her. And that he wanted to give her the water that she'll never thirst again. And that is the word of God. And so we always have to be willing to take the word of God into this vessel. Because you don't know what kind of a word that person around the corner is going to need. So I take the whole gospel with Kenny when I go. I don't take a little watered down, little watered down pepperoni message to somebody over here that needs deliverance. I got to find and hear God give me something for you, brother. Sometimes it's rebuke. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes he can heal you. Sometimes you bring a curse on your side. It's got to be the whole gospel. I bring the whole water, the whole well with me when I go. Because I don't know what they're going to need in Portland. I don't know what they're going to need in Canada. But I want to make sure I got the whole well with me when I go. Because his word is sufficient. Whatever they need over there, I got it, Lord. And I'm willing to give it to them because I'm a vessel. I want to be a vessel of honor. And so when Saul became Paul, he took on the whole word. And he became a mighty apostle of God. And he never was afraid to speak the word. Whether it was to his member of the Sanhedrin court, from which he came out of, the Jewish highest religion in the land, or whether he went and stood before kings, King Agrippa, and all them, Paul carried and was a vessel of honor. It's not a very popular thing sometimes, and other times they honor you. They'll even throw a party for you sometimes. <laughs> and other times they'll pout at you for weeks and weeks and months. But nevertheless, I got to be a vessel unto God. To deliver the whole well. And so do you. The only way you can do that. Is to surrender yourself. And recognize. That God is the potter. And when that day he called you. He's got a plan for you. He's molding and making you. And only God sees the finished product. Did you know that? I don't know what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go. But all the time you're growing and you're, and you're, and you're experiencing things. And it's a wonderful life being a Christian. Let everybody ever tell you that it's, it's a bad thing to be a Christian because it's not. It's a wonderful. The most, God gave his best. He gave us life and more abundant life. But he wants to use you as a vessel of honor. As Paul was. And all the ones before us. I thank God. So don't be discouraged today. Whatever situation you're in. Don't get panicky. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't jump ahead of God. Just say, here I am Lord. I'm still here. Thank God that you're still here. I'm still here Lord. Continue to mold and make me. Because I don't think none of us have arrived. And none of us got all we need or you know look at me I'm way shinier than these guys oh boy I'm way oh I know more than these guys oh boy I can do this more than them and surely I must be a prophet I know a place up north everybody's a prophet everybody's a prophet 
If there was really a prophet, they wouldn't be enjoying it so much. Amen. Amen. So vessels, if you want prayer this morning, you come. And ask God to continue to move in your life. A lot of people are going through things in this church. Just remember God is the potter. He's not finished with you. Don't allow the devil to say that to you. I've failed God. I've Is this vessel. Same parts. Cleanse them up. The devil throw you down, stamped on you, maybe whatever it is. The Lord can restore. He's got the right glue for you, I'm telling you. Hold you together again. Put you all, fix it all pretty all up again. And put that final gloss on you. That you can hold water. Amen. Everybody needs that water. What good is it to be a cloud and you don't have rain? Huh? Thunder, noise, big wind coming. No rain. That's what Christians are. That don't have the final gloss on them. Clouds without rain, the Bible says. When you speak, when we sing, when we testify, when we go and talk to our neighbors, whatever it is, you want to be a vessel that contains water. Amen. So we're all in a process, all of us. Some are here, some are there, some are some are been there a long time, some are over here, and some need you know what sometimes you need a new coat. Boy, I get all nicked up and playing and fighting the devil all these years. Sometimes you just need to go into that old body shop and get a new paint job. God, I need another touch. Remember I preached about the Holy Ghost, the latter day rains coming for us, church. The great harvest of souls coming in the last days. But we need that latter day rain. And it's coming, church. Prepare yourselves to receive the last day anointed rain of God that will enable you to bring forth a harvest in your families, in your town, on this reservation, in Canada, wherever you live. God has intended for an end time harvest of souls such as the world is. Better than what they had in the book of Acts. He says the latter day is going to be better than the former day. Greater. That's why Jesus says greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to my Father. Man, I want to be part of that. You come if you need prayer.